There's a smart new website that will change the way you invest using social media. Like Folio. Here to explain a team of brothers, Andy and Landon Swan, of Like Folio. And they've always been building out great technology at the intersection of social and trading. Powered by unique social data. Analyzed by legendary traders. The Like Folio broadcast starts right now. The company that put Like Folio on the map. That was me getting introduced <laughs> on Fox Business in that intro there. I love listening to that because it brings me back. On that uh, segment on Fox Business, I was talking about how Tesla's uh, mentions, social mentions of purchase intent had gone up, I think, 140-fold over the course of an eight-month or nine-month period in early 2012, and that led the stock increase from like 30 to 240 or something like that, just crazy and it was really compelling stuff that uh, Fox Business was interested in and kind of put like Folio on the map in terms of the predictive powers of our data. And so I get real excited to talk about Tesla for multiple reasons. That's one. The other is what a great product. And Such a cool product. The third is, um, of course, everyone kind of follows Elon Musk around. He's announcing some big stuff, and we're going to get – Right into that because we got a lot to talk about today. Tesla is sweet. Tesla is super sweet. Elon Musk, um, speaking of which, we always try to bring up at least one influential tweet during the show. Well, what's more influential than Elon Musk himself tweeting on February 11th? Model 3 reservations, $1,000 down, will be accepted in Tesla stores on March 31st and online April 1st. That was pretty big news. That is big news. And they also mentioned that they're doing the unveiling on March 31st. So everybody will get to really see what the Model 3 is all about. There's a lot of speculation about it. I mean, it's kind of like an iPhone release where you kind of know. Yeah, you kind of have a general idea. I mean, I would speculate that it's going to basically look like a more compact version of the Model S. But until it's unveiled, of course, we don't know exactly what it will look like. And it'll surely be less powerful, right? Less powerful? I don't know about power-wise. I think it's going to have less technology options. Hmm. They probably won't have a ludicrous mode and things like that. So, yeah, less powerful. Gotcha. The range should be similar or maybe even better because it's lighter. And But size-wise, they're comparing it to like a BMW 3 Series, Audi A3, Mercedes C-Class type size. Gotcha. And it's going to come in at about thirty-five grand. Thirty-five starting, no signature models. I'm sure you can spec it up to probably mid to high sixties. So this is really their foray into the mass market. Exactly. That's what they needed as a company, right? I mean, the product was super cool, but then you're like, yeah, but it costs so much. There's no way a normal family is going to buy that. Now you're like, oh. Yeah, this is this oh. is definitely one that can be purchased on a mass scale. Right. And I think they started at the high price points for a few reasons, probably higher margins, and they needed to figure out their manufacturing process and get it more as efficient as possible, scale it out, you know, get the money to be able to um, scale it out a little bit more, use more of that floor space in the GM plant that they bought and uh, that they're currently using to manufacture these Model S and now Model X. And now they, and then they go to three. Why? Why do you think they didn't go with a letter? It seems like they'd go S and then X and then something. I don't know. That's, hey, there's a great story behind that. What is that? So Elon Musk wanted it to be a Model E, right? And the third one. 
wanted the third one. Yeah, this okay. this one that's going to be Model Three. Wanted it to be Model E. Come to find out, Ford has the trademark on Model E, so they wouldn't let it fly. Of course, because it's a competitor. Sure, it, they're not making a Model E yet, right? It's just down the road. They just have they just have that one day. Trademark. Gotcha. I don't know if they're even going to make it. It's from the days of your Model T. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, I thought you're exactly. like I thought it was like Model E, like you know, electric kind of. Wow. No, okay. It's, it's from way back in the day. That's awesome. Yeah. So he wanted it to spell S E X. So I have a theory that the next model is going to be a Model Y, maybe a hatchback or something like that. So it spells sexy. But he had to go with Model 3 instead of Model E. Well, 3 makes sense because it's the third, but it's also, I don't know how much of a nerd he is. I'm sure he's kind of a big nerd. He's got to be a pretty big nerd. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Leet Speak. That's where gamers and nerds can type using different characters. And uh, 3 is is the uh, character for E. So... There you go. So yeah, he still spells it. So it's L three three T one three three seven. Yeah, it spells Leet one three three seven. Oh, look yeah, at that. that. That spells Leet. I guess I'm not a nerd. <laughs> which means elite speak. You know. Anyway, that's pretty cool. That's well, Landon. While you're on that track, why don't you dig down into the Tesla data <laughs> real deep and tell us what what's going on? We want to know. Ask the nerd guy. All right. <laughs> hey, you painted that corner. <laughs> that's true. A proud nerd. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, looking at the number of brand mentions, um, it, uh, it actually was, you know, it's very strong ever since, um, you know, Andy's talking about that Fox News bit. Uh, before the market took a hold of, uh, Tesla, there was a big ramp up. But then since then, it's been pretty steady. I'm talking about 2013, 2014. Uh, and then on the first announcements of, uh, the latest one, I guess that's the Model X, um, in early 2015, it was a big ramp up, probably, you know, four times normal volume. And the peak was when they first came out and said that the Model 3 is going to come out in March. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sorry that I'm talking about the Model 3, not Model X. Anyway, huge ramp up there. And ever since, it's maintained a very high level. It's been kind of trailing off, but up and down with different announcements. Um, the announcement yesterday, which I guess you, is just announcement of deposit or the ability to buy it on the ability to reserve, the ability uh, to reserve. put a thousand dollar deposit to reserve the model three. You can do it in store on March 31st, the day that they're doing the unveiling and you can do it April 1st online. Gotcha. So that announcement, uh, generated about two and a half times the normal chatter uh, around the products. Although it was still only about one third of what it was when they came out in May and said that the Model 3 is going to be available in March. That was the biggest, uh, for a long time. And so, um, I, I would say that overall, huge bump up from this model over the last year. And it has been trailing off, but still maintaining a level that is far greater than what it was with just the the uh, S and the X out there. Okay. So I think that there is a lot of anticipation. Uh, purchase intent goes right along with the number of brand mentions. And so, yes, it is trailing off, but the fact that the lows are still two times as high as what it was back in 2013 and 14, I'd say that there is a ton of market anticipation for this. That's big. And the lows on purchase intent are the same? Yeah, it pretty much mirrors it. Yeah, when people are talking about it, generally speaking, they're talking about buying it just as uh, consistently as with other times. So, 
Yeah, purchase intent, same thing. Major spike when they first started talking about it and then decreasing, but spikes here and there as different announcements come out. Did you run any sentiment numbers? Sentiment is, it's actually, uh, let's see. Sentiment has been running throughout 2013 and 14. It was around 78% or so, pretty steady, 75 to 80, kind of bounces bouncing around. Uh, since then, and since the announcement of the three, it actually... Uh, jumped up and has been running up even higher. It's closer to 90 now. Uh, and so sentiment, obviously people are super excited about this cool car that could do all these things that you never thought electric car could do. Uh, talking about the, the first two models, but now I think when you get a, a price point that's like, wait a minute, this is actually feasible. Uh, the sentiment's actually coming up even more. So now when you say 90, you're saying 90% of the people are right. speaking so positive? I'll, ex- I'll explain what that means. So what we do is we take all the mentions of Tesla. We throw out ones that are neutral. This is for just calculating sentiment. We throw out the ones that don't have any sentiment, positive or negative. Of the remaining, we see w- what percent are positive. So it's basically like a, a positive versus negative. So there's about a 9 to 1 ratio of positive versus negative. Uh, and normally brands are pretty high. Um, they're at least 70 or so, depending on the industry. Uh, but 90 is, is ex- definitely exceptional. Very cool. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, I would say expectations are now extraordinarily high. There was a point there where um, it seemed like Tesla, kind of people were a little bit down on Tesla because they're having trouble delivering on the Model X that they had promised and the Model Three seemed like something they were probably going to delay. So I think that there's probably some um, relief that, you know, they're actually going to be delivering Model 3s or at least taking orders on them and unveiling them, you know, sort of on time. Uh, there's a lot of expectation, and that can be dangerous uh, when you talk about a company like this that is valued at, what's it valued at, $18 billion? It's valued at just above $19.5 billion, which is actually down from $37.5 billion valuation about nine months ago. And what's Ford? About half, huh? Ford is around $46, $47 billion. GM, we're looking at around like $43 billion, somewhere in that range. Wow. Okay, so they're really, I mean, the market is still... They're just under half then. Just, just under half of the big dog valuations. Just under half, and I think I heard... But they the, were almost neck and neck. Nine months ago. Yeah, which is crazy. I think nine months ago when they were neck and neck is when I heard that uh, some of the GM executives at car shows or something like that were saying um, they got asked about Tesla. They said, well, we think it's a you know, really cool car, but we crash test more cars than Tesla sells hmm. <laughs> in a given year. That's a heck of a metric there. That's a <laughs> heck of a metric. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, sort of on the negative side, uh, Bloomberg View tweeted this out that uh, Tesla will get trampled uh, by the by the mass market, and um, you know, really, they have a nice little story if you want to check it out, Bloomberg View. But um, they're basically saying that Tesla is a fantastic luxury car for people that want to be in the electric car market. But once you get down to sort of the $35,000 level, that's where you're starting to come into price-conscious consumers that are going to shop around. And there are a lot more options in that area. Not pure electric, a lot of hybrids, some pure electric. But everybody, other, excuse me, all the other auto manufacturers have kind of been focused there from the beginning. Mm. 
And right. so, um, you know, will Tesla be able to hold up against that kind of scrutiny and competition? Because right now, it's kind of the only player in its game. You know, it's a $95,000, $100,000 car that's super high performance, fairly luxurious, and all electric. It's the only one that I can think of. There's maybe a BMW coming out or something like that. But, um, so how, I've got a question. Nick, you know these cars very well. You're, you've been on Tesla since it was 10 years before it was cool. Yeah. Don't remind me. I actually, uh, I bought shares at $25 per share, sold at 34. And I was like, man, I just nailed that. And what's it at now? 150. But, that's, That's down a, from almost 300. You only left a 5X on the table. Yeah, no, no big, big deal. deal. Yeah, yeah. You still got 50% though. Exactly. Anyway, I was pretty happy about that, but not anymore. It's a good trade. What What's the difference between the Model 3 and the other two? Because the, you're talking about a third of the price. So there's got to be so much missing, right? I, like, I don't know exactly yet. They haven't, you know, they haven't done the unveil. They've been really tight lipped about the stuff that we should expect from a technology perspective. Um, I know the Model S is a fantastic full-size luxury sedan. It has amazing technology built into it. It has the autopilot feature that was recently uh, dropped, which is insane. Yeah. It's got uh, over, you know, over the air. You you go to you go to bed, wake up the next morning, and you can have a completely different car basically because they do over the air software updates. So it's more than just a car. It's a it's a total computer. Right. Self updating computer. It's it's an amazing machine, and that kind of goes back to what you were just saying about going down to the 35,000 market where it's a little bit more competitive. People are more price conscious. Well, it's also a younger crowd that is going to be in that $35,000 price bracket. That's and true. that technology is really going to attract that crowd. And these other competitors aren't up to par with Tesla when it comes to technology and cool factor as far as features go. Yeah. yeah. We're just going to have to see what they roll out. I mean, we'll do this show again on April 1st about Tesla and, and really react to that and get sort of the social sentiment yeah, and, I can't wait to see it. And data on people's reactions to that unveiling. Uh, but right now, to me, from what Landon's saying, this is just my opinion. Um, you know, with, with mentioned volume this high and sentiment this high on a pre-announcement, you know, basically buoyed by a brand that as of yet does not exist on a company that's 18, you know, that's worth half of Ford and GM, but isn't putting out anywhere near the number of cars or, and is losing money all the time, that's a pretty risky proposition for me. I mean, I'm a big fan of the car and the company and the founder and all of that. But, you know, to me, that's a really risky uh, purchase of, of Tesla shares here. You're kind of betting on something that everybody else is already talking about. Hmm. That's a good point. I mean, last quarter they came in, EPS per share, uh, or EPS was negative 87. Market was expecting around negative 27 so they, they just were well under market expectations a lot of money. the analyst expectations were all over the place it was it was crazy the discrepancy between analyst expectations on EPS revenue uh came in at 1.2 billion for the quarter versus expectations about 1.8 so the, they were shy on revenue too they I, I was reading that um the factory you know their manufacturing floor is not at full capacity as far as the amount of square footage that they are capable of utilizing, but the square footage they are using is basically pushed to the max. So you should be seeing very good margin growth at these levels, but you're actually seeing margin decrease. Well, so really? that's, not, that's not necessarily a great sign. So it's maybe, 
maybe they're a company that can do amazing things, but they haven't figured out economies of scale and, and that kind of angle, the, the big company angle, as well as Ford or GM or some of the others. Maybe that's the play. Yeah, or the other side of that, out. maybe the bullish side, I'll take the other side of my own statement, though. Maybe what you're saying, all right, they lost 87 cents. They're losing more money now when the factory is going full steam than before. Maybe that's because they're spending so much on R&D to make this Model 3 epic and, you know, cram crazy technology and battery life and these kind of things into this Model 3 to make it a total game changer. Uh, now, you know, maybe those costs, they're realizing a lot of those costs now and it'll pay off, you know, big when they go to this $35,000 market and might just have a blowout kind of car. That would be awesome. Yeah, we're talking about some serious volume explosion potential here. But yeah, it's just a crazy, it's just, you're betting, you are betting totally on Elon Musk and Tesla. If you're buying the stock now or you're betting against them, if you're shorting it, there's, there's no clarity, right? There's really, what, Nothing like this has been done. What confuses me is what must be missing. I know I brought that up earlier, but you know that it looked like their strategy was let's go out and wow everybody, and they did because before this, you think electric car and you're like, okay, what can it go? Thirty miles an hour for thirty miles, right? It's just a piece of junk. And then when you drive one, it's like, holy cow, this thing—the most acceleration I've ever felt in my life. Like. Give me a, you have to put your head back before you floor it or else you, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's just different. It just changes your view on what a car could be. Exactly. So anyway, they wowed everybody with this extremely expensive model, low volume, uh, and now they've got the, the hype out there. That could be the strategy. But then your expectations are so high around that hype because you've got all that cool technology. You've got the, the long battery life and the range and the amazing acceleration and performance Something has to go for it to be a third of the price, or they're just going to crush the other two models. Maybe that's maybe they're just going to sell the the Model X for thirty grand and just call it the three. I don't know, but something has to give there, right? I just hope it's not a two door. That'd oh, be terrible. Yeah. I think it probably will be. You think so? That's just going to be my guess. I think it's going to be just like every little thing will just not be quite to tesla standards and they'll have a couple things that'll that'll stand out as really cool and then you know you'll figure it out it's kind of like when apple released the apple watch kind of there's a parallel there you know it's it's like kind of a new game they're in a new thing you you believe the company can do awesome things but uh the first the first foray into a lower price point or smaller thing or whatever is going to be it's going to be a have I don't know. It could I, have some problems. I don't know. I don't I think I think you know if you you say what stays currently um I think the the big iPad screen in the center console stays. You know the touchscreen cool display. That's just kind of a Tesla signature. Yeah. I think the LED display and the dash stays. Uh I don't think the 20-inch wheels that the Model S has and the Model X have stay. Those are get downgraded to probably right. 16, 17, 18 inch, something like that, probably 17. Um, the battery know, can be downgraded, surely, right? The battery can be downgraded, but I doubt they'll do, I doubt they'll go any lower than, I think the low right now is like 65 kilowatt hours. Uh, I don't think Isn't that a big portion that. of the cost of the, of manufacturing? Actually, I'm positive they won't because they used to have a 40 and they killed it. They used to have a 40 kilowatt hour battery and they killed it. 
because Elon just said it was pointless. You just couldn't get enough range for it to make any sense. So, you know, what was the point of even exploring that avenue even further? It's almost like, is his goal to build a hugely profitable auto manufacturer or is his goal just to change the world and get everybody driving electric cars? Because I that, would say I would say a little bit of both. That's what more more leaning towards the latter. I I think I kind of agree after seeing his his spiel on the I forget what it's called but the battery for your house. Um, you know that seems like he just wants to change the world. So maybe there won't be that much left off. Yeah, and you know I'm sitting here thinking um, how much of this share price decrease can be attributed to the decrease in the price of oil. We've got oil sitting here at 27 a barrel or That's so. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I'm driving by gas stations. It's $1.45 for gas. The last thing on my mind is buying an electric car to save money on gas. Exactly. It's not even a thought anymore. Um, so that's definitely hurting them. Um, what do we see in the, right? Yeah, what do we see in the stock, Nick? What are we going to do? I mean, from a... From a technical perspective, there's nothing really interesting to say. Um, implied volatility levels are currently around 70%, which they were 100 prior to the February 10th earnings you know, a couple days ago. And it, implied volatility has crushed down to 70%, but that's still a high level from a 52-week yeah, perspective. That seems like it's pretty high for just having earnings. It is high. Still, ha- I mean, you know, earnings are out of the bag already. So, so just to give you an idea, the... Uh, Going into the previous earnings, the IV was around 57%. Oh, wow. And then right around the same, the previous three earnings, actually. So IV popped to 57 going into the previous three earnings events, crushed after those earnings events. And this particular earnings event popped up to 100, is now crushed down to 70. So the current post-earnings implied volatility levels are still higher than the wow. previous peaks pre-earnings. It's because that people just don't know. They they don't know what's yeah, coming. It's just what we're talking about. Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's exactly the whole tenor of this entire conversation has been uncertainty, uncertainty, right, right, and that translates into options pricing, uh, and it probably translates. You know, that's probably a lot of that like folio chatter. Uh, if you if we really dig down into the like folio chatter being so high, um, a lot of it's uncertainty and optimism I wonder what about the, the Model I wonder what 3. they're going to do with the Model 3. I wonder what it's yeah. going to look like. I it's wonder what kind of wheels it's going to have. This is going to be great. That's why sentiment's up at 90%. There's a lot right. of optimism and a lot of, you know, I don't know. We won't know if it's hype or if it's, you know, realistic optimism until they release it, until they announce it and just, you know, they display it. But um, between now and then, we got to make. let's make a trade. I want to trade this because I love this stock. Well, I do want to point out, I don't think it's just chatter talking about what's the three going to look like or what's it going to have one of the things that we track i don't talk a lot about it though is uh i think it's applicable here is the purchase intent percent and and what that tracks is when people are talking about it what percentage of the time are they talking about buying it and that has actually remained very steady throughout the life of tesla and so this major ramp up in brand mentions has been accompanied by a major ramp up in purchase intent so I do think there's tons of speculation, but I think there's also a lot of people really looking forward to putting their deposit down and getting their Model 3. Yeah, it's good. this could be the first car, well, not the first, but the first car that I know of anyway, where um, first mass-produced car where people are lined up to put their deposit down like it's an iPhone right. or a pair of Jordans. I was envisioning that exact scenario earlier today, I swear. Camping out? 
just a line <laughs> at the Tesla store inside the mall, you know, in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. Just you, the closest one to us. You know that's what he's trying to do because you get you can do it in the store March 31st or online April 1st. He wants that visual. He wants that buzz. He wants that picture for the media. And it'll probably happen. I mean, a thousand bucks down, hell. I mean, dude, I'm thinking about driving to Indianapolis and throwing a thousand on it. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's going to be awesome. It might not be live up to everybody's expectations, but it's going to be awesome. I probably won't fit in it. <laughs> you probably won't, won't fit in it. Dude. Now, the S, I fit in really well when I test drove that. Um, I'm six, not just for people listening, I'm six, nine, like 275 pounds. So I, when I walked up to the thing, any sedan, I'm kind of like, mm, this is going to be tough. But then I got in that baby and whoo, we were cruising. We were taking off and taking corners and, oh, it was awesome. That was like a game changer for me. I mean, I came pretty close to buying one last year. Kind of glad I didn't because that's a lot of money. And, uh, but as soon as they come out with a, uh, truck or real suv i think my household will own one i don't yeah, want a sedan the though. model x no oh. like a a real a big one that's pretty big it's pretty big man mm. look at the dimensions online before you doubt it all right it's bigger than you think that's so as far as a trade goes um as far as what i'm thinking i'm a believer in uh i'm a believer in elon musk i'm a believer in the brand i think I think Tesla is just cool. It's just awesome. I think they're going to get tons of uh, reservations at a thousand dollars. I think we're going to see those lines that we're just mentioning wrapped around, you know, outside of the store mm-hmm. in the mall, or whatever. Um, down here at this 150 level, I think is pretty interesting from a bullish perspective. I don't want to get crazy bullish, but I think they are going to deliver in a satisfactory manner. Don't think we're going to see as a huge sell the news. We may see flat on the news. We may see a pop on the news. I don't think we're going to see a massive sell the news situation when they do unveil because it's already been hit so hard with oil crashing and the stock just getting some uh, sell pressure. So with that in mind and the fact that the implied volatility levels are still quite high, I like the idea of a credit strategy so I could take advantage of some of the excess premium that we're seeing here. Uh, but I'd like to position bullish and I'd like to have defined risk for two reasons. Um, mainly from a capital perspective, it is an expensive stock. I want to use a little less capital than just selling a naked put. Uh, but also I'd like to define my losses here because I don't necessarily want to go long Tesla. So I wouldn't necessarily just want to sell a put. And I would do a smaller position here because it would be more of a speculative play that I think they're going to deliver and the Model 3 is going to be awesome and, and we're going to see a flat reaction or a pop. So with that being said, I like the March 145, 140 put spread. That's selling the 145 March 2016 put and buying the March 140 put. Uh, that sells for around $1.80, $1.90 credit range. And that gets you around 40% the width of the spread, you know, five point widespread there between 140 and 145. So as long as the stock stays above around 143, this is a winning trade. And right now it's at 151, roughly. 151. I like that. I kind of like doing that on both sides, honestly, because I just, I could see this thing just kind of winding up into a big announcement like that. They're so, they're not going to have leaks, I don't think. Um, it'd be more of a market risk thing than anything else. I don't see anything big happening for the company between now and uh, the unveiling on March 31st. And sure. so I would like to see, I'd kind of like to see a trade a little bit wider than that, like down 
um, an iron condor maybe where I'm selling the 135 and buying the 130 and then selling the 165 and buying the 170. So sort of a 10% range in either direction and just play it neutral and just, um, and, but be out of it before, uh, before the announcement. That, that's kind of the way I'd like to do it. Landon, what are you looking at? You gonna uh, do anything? I, you know, I would say, I hate to be boring, but I would say just straight buy. Um, I think that I'm fine owning it here and I, I just don't see them screwing this up. I think they know that they've got to have, they're going for mass appeal and they have to nail that. So I, I think that, uh, for me, it would just be buying, not sell calls against it. Maybe instead of buying, I'd sell some puts, but I'd rather have a lot more upside. So I would just buy. And the life follow data is bullish. Right. That's, it's, that's the other people thing. People love I'm, it. I'm sitting here staring at these charts and I'm like, uh, looks bullish yeah, to I me. Neglect, I neglected to, to tie that into my bullish case too. Uh, I liked what you were saying with the like folio data. So that puts me in a bullish to moderately bullish. This gives me a little room to be wrong on the bullish side. So cool. We kind of all three agree here. Um, you know, I don't think anybody's expecting it to spike up or go crazy in the next month, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm playing it like a shorter term trade. Just kind of take advantage of the, the, premiums that we're seeing now just take advantage of that and now through the announcement but everybody's kind of thinking hey why not lean bullish on this baby it's a great company um that you know it's been cut in half for the last year that's a good deal and i'm just looking at the close on uh friday twitter closes at 1588 up 11 percent on the day a couple days after our uh call that uh, the death of twitter has been greatly exaggerated Boom. So love and to we see that. Those, we put those covered calls on yesterday, post earnings. Yeah. So love to see that. Things are uh, cranking. We're going to have uh, an awesome weekend. You might be listening to this any at any point uh, between uh, Friday evening and uh, Valentine's Day with your sweetie. Like Folio Podcast is always a hit on those romantic situations. Always. And then. Uh, but I, I want to bring this up, Nick. I, I uh, looked it up. The car we drive, which is I consider a real SUV, uh, Infiniti QX56, it's that's almost an enormous. SUV. That's a big SUV. I said right. when they make a big one, it's almost Giant. a foot taller than the uh, little X. So that's what I'm saying. When they bring out a real large SUV, then I'm a buyer or a truck, which they'll never do. But either one, then our family's in. Yeah. Uh, well, you should probably, you were probably a little bit of a doubter until you got in the S too. That's, I was. You should get in the X before you say that. I'm I just, think so. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, we're going to, we're going to do this show again multiple times because <laughs> Tesla's going to keep coming up like Folio Data keeps crushing it on Tesla and it's a fun topic to talk about and listen to. So, uh, there we are on Tesla. Twitter is rocking. Disney is hanging flat like we thought. Things are going well in the wind zone. Have a great weekend or Monday. If you're listening to this on Monday, you've got to subscribe. Go into iTunes right now and get uh, search for Like Folio and subscribe. It's really easy to do. You'll get the, it'll pop up on your phone. Bing! You've got Andy, Lane, and Nick trying to drop some knowledge on you, buddy. You could have had this information three days ago. For free 99. And if you're listening to it free on Friday or Saturday, don't forget to go out and get your honey some flowers or something. Yeah. Or something. 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 <laughs> All right. We'll 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 check you guys out later. We got some trades to make on Tesla. Loving it. <laughs>